Welcome to episode four of Ross Rumbles, the podcast. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've learned so far managing people. It should be a fun one. Here we go. So this is the first podcast episode in which I've really talked about Mesa Salvaje. And so to set the stage, I'll just say that we have a team of eight people, including Casey and myself, at Mesa Salvaje. So we have six employees. We have a we intentionally tried to have a diverse team. So we have four people in the bar, four people in the kitchen. We have four men, three of whom are in the bar, and four women, three of whom are in the kitchen. We have myself, an Englishman, Casey, an American. We have two Venezuelans, Danny and Maria, in the kitchen. And we have four Colombians, Julian, Pedro, and Jenny behind the bar, and Lily in the kitchen. Now, I'm not going to talk about any personal anecdotes or, or name names or anything here. And the most important thing I want to say is that we absolutely love our team and we had all the luck in the world hiring the people that we did. We could not be where we are today at Mesa Salvaje, which is essentially a an established coffee shop without the team that we have. And Casey and I have learned an incredible amount from all of our employees and we are essentially a little family and it has been so wonderful over the past three months. It has probably been the highlight of the past three months has been building this team and getting, getting Mesa Salvaje off the ground and building the culture that we have, which today is not necessarily directed by Casey and I. Today, the culture is very much led by, by other members of our team and I couldn't be happy with it because we we never wanted to be top-down bosses. We wanted our organization to be as flat as possible. That said, there, there, there are things you learn um, and there are things we have learned in the past three months which have revealed things about myself, uh, revealed things to Casey about herself and revealed things about what it takes to run a team. And honestly, this was one of the main reasons I personally wanted to start Mr. Salvaje is to, to manage a team. There's no point in trying to start a startup that's trying to become a billion dollar business with thousands of employees if you can't run a small business with six employees and and really see what it takes and and I wanted to challenge myself to run a small business and manage a team of people and it has been a revealing three months and I, I think I think I'll just start off I guess I'll start off by by acknowledging the fact that people who are your employees are people <laughs> and as obvious as that is and as as well aware of it as I am, it it has become abundantly clear over the past couple of months just 
just as as close as you can feel to somebody when when you're working with them side by side for for nine hours a day at least um it's just a truism that people have stuff going on in their head that is totally totally apart from from the job itself and that's because they have entire lives that they've already led and they continue to lead outside of their day-to-day work and um you can all be committed to to a job and 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 working as hard as you possibly can but that's never going to detract from the fact that that people have lives and um just saying that i mean it's so obvious and 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 it's very much something that i knew beforehand and it's not something that has come as a surprise to me but at the same time it is a fact and and there have been multiple times where for somebody has like apologize at the end of the day for feeling for saying like oh i wasn't my best at work today because of xyz going on outside of outside of work and and i just had no idea and just to think that i've been working literally side by side hand in hand with with somebody who who had all this this emotion going on in their head all day long and just not even have a single inkling until they tell you after the fact crazy and and it has happened with pretty much the entire team, um, which has been interesting. And and it's just something I want to try and acknowledge more and and be very aware and, and understanding. I've tried to be, uh, but I could definitely do more of that. Um, <laughs> a second a second thing that I've learned is that coaxing people to tell you their frustrations is not easy, especially when you're the boss and they're they're the employee. Um, Part of this might be something to do with the cultural divide between cultures in in the US, the UK, Colombia. But I also think that there is is a universal, part of it is universal in nature. And it's funny because Casey and I, we only had three values uh, that we told about the team to the team when um, when we started Mesa Salvaje, and that was that was respect for one another, transparency, and ju- just trying to do the best you can every day. And and I'm a big advocate of more communication is always better. And I, and I say this to Casey a lot, and she well she rolls her eyes because she doesn't think I practice effective communication, but it's all well and good to say that transparency and, and more communication are core values to, to the Mesa Salvai culture, but it, it doesn't, doesn't make it any easier for somebody to tell you when they have a frustration with you, especially when you're the boss. And so something we've learned in the past couple of months is that if you don't create the right environment, for somebody to, to express their frustrations in a, in a non-aggressive manner, then, then frustrations are just going to build and they're not going to share them with you as much as you ask. Um, and one of the faults we, we've, I, and I blame myself for this over the past three months is, has not been having like an entire team meeting on a, on a frequent basis to, to express 
just general frustrations um, which don't necessarily need to be pinpointed in blame on anyone um, because I think a team meeting is a good way to, con- to express these frustrations without without necessarily um, uh, blaming anyone or, or letting it build up and, and seeming like you're attacking anyone. Instead, it's more of an open forum. As a result, to date, we've had one or two times where, where, we, where we've had employees who are otherwise in very happy in their job and whatever, just, just frustration over frustration has built up to the point where they've had to express it and it's come out in a way that's been a little bit more aggressive than I would like. So anyway, so the the point being that what it's one thing to say how important communication is and transparency is, and even to on a regular basis ask people like, hey, how's everything going? Is everything good? And it's another thing to actually get people to, to convey their true frustrations and and try and work towards solutions. And then the third thing, the third thing. I've learned today is, is more personal. I've learned about myself, which I knew I was going to do. I knew I was going to learn a lot about myself as a manager when it's in this intimate environment and you're working with the people, the six people that you are, you're managing. And what I've learned about myself is that, that I'm flawed and um, my flaws uh, exacerbated to an extent um, when it comes to then managing other people. Casey has called me out a number of times and I 100% respect it for my tone towards people when I have been trying to reprimand them in a, in a fair way. Not reprimand, but just essentially say, say, hey, we can do this better, we can do this better. Um, we shouldn't be doing X, Y, Z. And uh, and I think part of that is due to the fact that I'm I'm pretty good at com- compartmentalizing emotions and and whatever. So I feel like hey, if I say something firm and briskly, I'll it'll happen and it'll get things done. Whereas Casey's like, hey, look at this like emotional toll you're enacting uh, above and beyond what it should otherwise be a, a pretty straightforward request to improve things. It's not it doesn't need to be emotionally toll, uh, tolling on people. Uh, I've also learned that I'm bad <laughs> at, at, at asking for improvements, um, in a, in a, in the best possible manner. And by that, it means that sometimes I'll bring it, bring something up at the wrong time. It means that sometimes I've said things to, I don't know, the baristas who would leave, uh, not milk in the fridge for too long rather than leave, freezing it and only bringing it out when it's necessary. I've, I've asked them to do that via text when it should be done face-to-face. And and I'm somebody who tends to be lean towards optimism and when when the task in front of me is to face a reality that isn't necessarily so pleasant, I try and avoid it. And, and my method of doing that is to, to, to confront it, but in an indirect manner, whether that's by a text or, or something else that I need to try and do better 
on a face-to-face basis and provide as much context and and do it in the right tone of voice and, and everything. So that's just something I've learned about myself. And then, and then the final thing, well, I guess there's two more things that I'd like to just, I've learned so far, I'm happy to share, which is that the first is that employees can be invested in their work, can be invested in, in seeing the business succeed. They can be invested in working for you as a boss, but they're never, ever, ever going to care as much about the business as you do as the boss, as the owner. And it's been one of these kind of unfortunate realities where I'm like, okay, we're all in this together. We've built this amazing culture. And then somebody, they'll either say, Hey, I'd like to take a vacation at short notice, or they'll say they'll they'll do their day-to-day job excellently, but not necessarily go above and beyond to try and promote business initiatives whether it's promotion of events or whether it's um, trying to limit water usage or whether it's whatever it may be, that there's just, they don't have the same, they're not as invested as you are in every single little detail. And I think this is really driving home what I've heard previously anecdotally about how it takes a business, like a, a business owner, business founder, treating something as their baby. Yes, that's well and true. But but the difference is like these small details where you are invested in going above and beyond. Whereas the employees will, if they're they're invested in the business's success, they will give a hundred percent, but they won't necessarily give a hundred and fifty-five percent where it's needed. And and it makes a lot of sense now what I've from what I've heard from other other business owners that like if a, if if the owner isn't there on a frequent basis, it doesn't necessarily have to be day to day, but on a frequent basis, then then the little details get left behind and it doesn't have the same attention to detail. And that's how businesses can ultimately fail. And then the, the final thing is something that has been a huge source of frustration to me. But I just have to accept it as reality, which is this this notion that that as good as your intentions can be as a business owner, that it doesn't it doesn't mean that employees are ever going to follow the script. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean Casey and I set out to build a sustainable business in all senses of the word. And one of the most important pieces of that was building a diverse team with a great team culture and being able to pay employees more than they would earn at an equivalent job elsewhere and to share in the success of share the success of the business with them. And why was that important to us is because we've been lucky enough to benefit and be able to follow our dreams through the ability to save. And we wanted to, maybe not to the same extent, but to able to offer something similar to our employees in that we know they have dreams. We know that they have goals above and beyond what it, what it means to come and work in a coffee shop nine hours a day. And so we tried to set it up by paying them 
roughly 20 to 25% more than they would have earned elsewhere for an equivalent job and affording them a minimum of two days a week of rest so that they have time to, to, to explore hobbies and passions and, and whatever it may be. The, <laughs> and we, I think we've seen that. And I think, I think we are succeeding in that goal and we have a very happy and happy to use that money. And, and I struggle with it. And um, it's something that I would like to approach in a manner, one thing I'm I'm interested in doing is trying to get employees interested in investing and saving and, and seeing the excitement of investing that can come with watching your wealth grow uh, by giving them some a little bit of Bitcoin free. But I don't know if Bitcoin is the best way to for them to achieve financial independence either um, as a risky volatile asset. Um, something for me to think about, and I'm I'm rambling as I use as I want to do, but it is uh, it's probably been the most interesting not interesting lesson learned, but it's it's been a revelation to just be like you can succeed in every single one of your goals, and it doesn't mean the employees are gonna follow the script of what you'd then hope for them. But who am I to determine what they do with their earnings? So anyway, something I, something I struggle with. Um, but I did want to just end by, by reiterating how over the moon Casey and I are with the team we've managed to employ. I don't quite know how we got so lucky, but we are extremely lucky to have the team we do. And I have learned a hell of a lot in the past few months about what, what it means to manage somebody. And I hope to improve over the coming three months, six months, year, three years, five years, and for the rest of my life. Anyway, I this is the longest podcast to date. And I, if you made it this far, I very much appreciate you listening in. And who knows, I hope to see you in the not too distant future. Cheers. Bye.